Good morning, everyone, out in WKXL Radio Land. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Art for Living, here on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Uh, We're thrilled to have you with us today, and we will hopefully have another great segment here of Artful Living for you. Um, I want to have our shout-out to Good Life, and Good Life Programs and Activities is a 50-plus health and wellness center in Concord. They offer low-cost or free exercise and art classes, as well as trips, socials, and educational seminars. You can visit goodlife.org, or you can call 603-228-228. 6630, or you can visit them at the Smokestack Center at 254 North State Street in Concord. Again, 603-228-6630. So thanks for being a sponsor. We love good life here at WKXL. Um, We have a segment today that's going to be kind of fun, I think. We have talked in the past with folks about theater Uh, especially school theater, you know, is connected to schools for programmings and children. Um, And I thought maybe we would sort of go on that topic, but perhaps in a little bit more um, adult kind of um, discussion. And first of all, I I want to give another shout out to a group that's very local, Pittsfield, New Hampshire, Pittsfield Players. And they have their theater, the Scenic Theater, right in downtown Pittsfield. And last month was, uh, I, or I guess it was this month, my gosh, it feels like forever ago, uh, they had a fundraiser, Curtain Up, which I was affiliated with. That was great to go in and lend a hand to a really good cause. And uh, in working with the Pittsfield players for that fundraiser, I did get to learn a little bit more about the company and uh, you know, felt really good about what they are offering the community, and started me thinking a little bit about what's so important about um, theater in general. So uh, Catherine is, of course, our leader here at WKXL. And uh, Catherine is on the board at Pittsville Players, right, Catherine? I am. And how long have you been with them? Oh, gosh. I think since 2012, so 11 years. Really? With the players, but on the board for like three I see. I was on there for two years and then took a break mm-hmm. and then just came back this year. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And, um, you know, it was kind of, um, what's the word? I really wasn't expecting to to really sense the community that's involved at Pittsfield Players when, you know, I signed on to assist with that little fundraiser. And it really did bring back an awful lot of good memories that that I had with Opera Fest of New Hampshire, um, which you were very young when we had that going on in our family, but you were part of Opera Fest. And, um, you know, Pittsfield Players seems to be going through sort of a renaissance as well. Um, can you tell us anything about that as a board member? Um, you know, I think that with any anything that's been around for as long as it has comes change. And I think ideally that's just what that's about. Um, moving with the times, the modern times, mm-hmm. um, being a little bit more progressive in our social media and digital world um, to gain a larger audience, which is really what's helped 
get some new folks on the scenic theater stage is through promotions and through socials. So mm-hmm. um, we've been really grateful for that crossover because it wasn't as prominent before. Um, and we did a whole revamp of the website. I rebuilt their website about three years ago. And um, it's just a nice space to be if you need information, mm-hmm. which it's uh, www.pittsfieldplayers.org. Um, we have, you know, auditions listed, um, updated articles for things and happenings at the theater, a scrapbook with um, photos of all of our past performances and things like that. Um, so it's it's a nice, innovative place for new folk to come on and um, get to know us a little bit. Yeah, you know, if you go online and you see their site, right on the front page is a little way to subscribe to their mailing list. And great placement for that. First thing that they see, a theater for all to enjoy, and then right away you can get on that mailing list by just uh, giving an email. So that's really a, a nice little thing there. Um, so so what, what does Pittsfield Players have coming up in the future, Kat? Well, we did announce our 2024 season that I don't have in front of me right now. Um, But for the holidays, we have um, our Christmas show, which is called A Very Pittsfield Players Christmas that Jane will be directing and putting together. Um, And I will be helping her produce. And that's going to be a great little, you know, medley show full of good Christmas music, but I'm sure that you could fill that in a little bit more. I certainly can. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. I know that their next production is Susical the Musical, and um, that's directed by Jeff Crowell Gregoire, and Megan Daly is the producer. Megan Dale. Is it Dale? Yeah. Right. Um, Is the producer, and that's coming up in November. So they're in rehearsal right now for that little musical, which is just uh, having done the youth version you know i directed the youth version at founders academy a few years ago um it's a great little piece it it actually goes a lot deeper than you might think you know when you first look at this little show uh and it it's horton hears a who with some cat in the hat thrown in and it tells the story it really has an energetic score that's probably the most um, the thing that stands out the most about Susical the Musical is that I think there's one, maybe two slower pieces. Everything is up, upbeat, great piece for families to see together, really is, because uh, it has a great moral, right? And it also has some really fun music, great family piece. So um, that's coming up November. November 10th, 11th, 12th, and 17th and 18th. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. Um, well, you know what? Coming up after that, we started to talk a little bit about it earlier in this segment, and that is a very Pittsfield Players Christmas. I dare you to say that fast six times. Um, and we're going to be having auditions at Pittsfield Players for that. They're going to be an open call audition on October 7th, which is a Saturday, Saturday, October 7th, from 9 to 11. And uh, there'll be a cold reading as well as, of course, folks are going to have to offer some sort of a song, maybe a Christmas carol, something simple. Um, We want to make sure that we give everybody an opportunity to be well-placed within the musical. And that show is going to be, of course, all about Christmas and 
all the good things about Christmas. But we will also be staging a piece that um, I have written called The Little Match Girl, which is a, a very, it's, it's not the match girl story, perhaps, as you might know, but it's loosely based on it. And, um, you know, we, we really look forward to bringing that to the stage with nice set, nice scenery, uh, costumes. It's a wonderful tale. A um, little sad for some folk until they realize that what they perceive as sad, sad, a sad ending is actually perhaps not so sad. But that's part of the show, so we don't want to give away everything here. Uh, so a very Pittsville Players Christmas audition date again, Saturday, October 7th, 9 to 11, at the Scenic Theater, on stage at the Scenic Theater um, in Pittsfield. So um, if you have any questions about that, you can always probably go online and leave a question on their uh, website, pittsfieldplayers.org, and I'm sure somebody will get back to you um, about any questions you might have. Show dates are December 9th for that, and there's two shows on that day, so we want everybody feeling comfortable, you know, getting out there and driving, so we're doing a matinee at 2, and we have a, an evening show at 7, and then on December 10th, we have another 2 o'clock matinee. So we're hoping everybody can come out and support, you know, the Pittsfield Players with this wonderful little A Very Pittsfield Players Christmas. Um, there will probably be lots of other productions around Christmas time, um, and rightly so, right? Festive time, time of family, time for community. Uh, I think that we don't have enough of those good times happening, so... Um, you could plan accordingly. You certainly are going to know about the show well, well in advance. And i um, happy to say that the uh, show is going to actually be highlighting a brand new course that I'm offering at St. John's Regional School. So the St. John Regional School has decided that we're going to put together a very special chorus group that meets after school. And we had 40 kids that were interested. I think by the time we're done, we're probably going to have 27 um, that will participate actively in the chorus. And those, those singers will be the centerpiece for a very Pittsfield Players Christmas. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, working two groups together in one community piece is an awesome opportunity. So uh, we're at WKXL, Art for Living here. Jane Comier, your host, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And we will be right back. We'll take this little break, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back. WKXL, Jane Cormier here, your host for Artful Living at NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And if you're just joining us, uh, the first segment we were talking a little bit about the Pittsfield players, and we were talking about the audition coming up for, um, for a show, A Very Pittsfield Players Christmas. And those auditions are taking place Saturday, October 7th, 9 to 11 at the theater. And it will be featuring, this production will feature um, a chorus from St. John's Regional School, along with a lot of other people. We hope that we have a ton of people that come out to participate because we have showcasing abilities throughout the show. Two act, it's a two act show. 
and there's something there for everyone if they want to get involved. So uh, again, anybody that might have any ideas, questions, whatever, you can contact pittsfieldplayers.org, and I'm sure that somebody would be happy to contact you and get back to you. Um, So in the theater realm that we're discussing right now, as I said uh, in the last segment, you know, we've typically here on Art for Living, as we're interested in bringing forth graceful, artful things for our listeners, make living, day-to-day living maybe a little bit better, uh, bring up something maybe you haven't thought of before or something you haven't seen before. That's all real important stuff here at our show. And um, the one thing that I don't know that we've really discussed quite a bit has been the theater contribution, especially in the adult you know, the adult crowd. We've had an awful lot of people here that were student, you know, directed students in plays, uh, parts of schools, but we haven't really done a whole lot with regard to the importance of theater just in general as a whole. And I thought today we might devote some of our time to that. I know that there are an awful lot of people, and I know this because I've been doing this for over 35 years, um, Opera, a huge part of my life, of course, but, you know, opera is just musical theater, right? Theater being that you see something on a stage that transports you to another place or time um, and stretches the human experience that you can, you know, you can receive from seeing a production on stage, right? So in in essence, it's all about communication. Whatever that communication might be via the piece... Um, you know, is up to the director or up to the piece that you're putting forth. But um, why is theater important? You know, we have this art form that probably predates uh, music. I'm sure music existed in its most, um, you know, primitive forms, clapping or uh, percussion, that kind of thing. But a formalized presentation of the Greek chorus uh, back in the days Uh, was a spoken theater, and very, very early. It was an organized event. It was an organized art form and um, allowed really everyone to participate, whether it be on stage or to partake in it. Uh, It was a huge visual um, stage experience, the Greek chorus, in the the old days, uh, very early days of the organization of theater. And sadly, I think that there is the perception out there that perhaps theater is now becoming something of a dying art form. Um, I know it's certainly true with opera, but opera's always kind of had that little thing clipped to it, just because it has been such a, in some ways, a niche art form in this country. Theater, I don't think, has been such a niche art form. I think it's been much more mainstreamed. But there are still, uh, there are still those that think that the significant part of our culture that enjoyed theater has changed with the onslaught of technology. Um, and when I say theater, I'm talking about on stage, in a venue, live, right? Not, not so much video, because that's film. Once you start doing that kind of thing, it's not live per se. And I know you could see video that's live as well, but there is a difference from watching something on a screen and seeing it live. So um, the dying art form perception, which you can read about in an awful lot, if you ever went online and you sort of scoped out, you know, why is theater important or theater history, 
that inevitably comes up. I think that in today's day and age, it's really important to try to keep in, you know, in the arena of the live theater, live music, live presentations, more so than ever, than ever before. Because the the whole center of theater itself is to enrich the minds and lives of the people that are watching it and to allow everybody in that venue, whether it's audience, whether it's backstage, or whether it's on stage, communicate and participate in whatever creative messaging is on that stage. We can even stretch that to go, uh, although I think ballet is probably a m- more toward the opera you know, genre. But, but anything that tells a story is hugely important. And in a time when we're losing connection to each other because of technology, you know, we're looking at phones, we're chatting, we're texting, but we're not necessarily commuting, communicating in a real uh, lifetime way. So to be saying that uh, this theater thing is something that maybe is on the downside, I hope that's not true. I hope that uh, we can fight really hard to keep it to keep it fluid and keep it growing because it is a human endeavor that is really important. And we need to make sure that we have Shakespeare in school. We need to make sure that theater goers have the opportunity to have a wide range of theatrical experiences. And we need to see children being encouraged to enjoy plays, musicals, things that offer a large, large-scale venue to share with a sitting audience. Really important. So um, we know that, you know, theater has a lot of functions. The first level, of course, is just entertainment, right? And to enjoy something and to be happy for the few moments that you get to enjoy it. And if it's really great art or if it's really a great performance, uh, it can stay with you for a long time, right? It can really enrich. The one big thing that most people do agree with is that theater increases a connection to community, all right? Hugely, hugely important. And in a time when communities perhaps are shrinking because we're going more toward individual communication, uh, this is probably one of the most important things that we can pay attention to because theater is pleasurable most of the time. Uh, and it offers the opportunity for people to get together, to, be, to put together an organized performance, and to share that message that performance with a larger community. All very human things. So probably the number one most important thing is its connection to community. And there was recently, I see here, um, the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology uh, has recently done a new research. And they say watching a live theater production not only increases our empathy for the groups depicted in the play, it may even result in changes in charitable behavior. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that in this day and age, that's really important. That's something that we need to do more of, be more participatory in charitable, certainly causes, but charitable behavior at a time when we're seeing things happen around us 
that, especially in big cities, we all know that there's things going on. Crime is going up. I often see these reports and wonder to myself, how could anybody walk by um, after seeing that kind of thing and not try to help, right? That's charitable. Even if not at the time of the actual incident, but you know, to maybe stay by and see if the person needs help after maybe a, a, a horrible incident happens, right? But charitable behavior extends to people from other people that have empathy for what they're seeing, right? So we are seeing a change in that behavior. Everybody's sort of partitioning themselves off. Well, what could I do? I was, you know, only nobody else was stopping. You know, what are we going to do? Well, yeah, we should be doing that. We should be charitable toward other people, especially when they are in need. I think that everybody knows with all of the economic problems that we're having, charitable organizations are suffering now more than they've ever suffered in probably the past 10 years. And it's because folks are really, you know, they're really tight with money. I mean, what is it, 70% they're saying now are living paycheck to paycheck? That's a huge percentage. And those folks maybe were giving to a charitable cause, but now because finances are so tight, they have to drop that giving. So we see that in so many ways, this charitable behavior thing is changing. So um, it's just a thought to think about uh, in your busy day, right? And uh, understand that theater can really assist that in our society. All righty, we're going to take a little break here. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Jane Cormier here, your host for Art for Living. We're going to take a break. We will be right back. Welcome back to Art for Living. Jane Cormier, your host here on WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. If you're just joining us, we were discussing here the, um, you know, the importance of theater in our communities. And somebody who has spent my life in the musical theater realm, really since I was probably about five years old, uh, understands the importance that theater and music and the arts give to our communities. And in retrospect, looking back, seeing that there's a change happening live time, real time here, with regard to supporting um, theater in many ways, you know, not just financially. And in the last segment, we were talking about how it builds community, how it builds empathy, uh, can change even charitable giving, charitable thinking about situations. And uh, hugely important, right? I mean, let's face it, if our world needs to be kinder and more graceful and grateful, then that's that's a challenge we need to take up. And theater can help us do that. The arts can help us do that. So um, interesting thing here that I was just reading. No, you know, we're talking about the theater production, those in it. But when experiencing theater, we're not just connecting to the performers in the front, but we're also connecting with other theater goers in the venue, in the room. And past research suggests that shared or collective experiences are more intense than solitary ones. So why is that important? Well, 
kids that are spending time playing games, right, or on the phone or on the computer are doing stuff that at the moment probably feels pretty good, but what they are doing is exercising a fairly solitary event, okay? Not connecting real life, real time with someone, uh, and they don't realize it, right? Because that's just how the technology is. They've been born with it, these youngsters, and it's always been there. But this research is telling us that the collective experience of a group is more intense and probably, you know, it, it transcribes itself into our memory and our thoughts in a more intense fashion than solitary ones. And this would explain why so many students and children find solace in their school plays or communities and why it's so important that we support community theater as well that connects you with community and individuals that find a common, you know, a common denominator, whether it's uh, just getting along in a social event with something that they like, uh, working on their skills to perhaps follow this as a, as a real job, as a real career in the future, or perhaps it's just an interest in a certain play that or a musical that they would want to, you know, participate in. Whatever it is, those folks are coming together under one reason, you know, for one, usually one thought, let's do the production. And that's all good for for so many ways. It's good for the individual. It's good for the community. It's good for the art form. It's good for the theater company. So, you know, I've been doing some uh, reading uh, and some research because I saw this uh, TV show called Lily. It was about the story of Lily Langtree, and it was really old. I think it was in the 80s when it came out, maybe 70s or 80s. But, you know, it's a period piece. For those that don't know, Lily Langtree was a, uh, a professional beauty in the 1800s in Europe. And uh, she came from very, you know, quiet means and grew to be a national star, right? Star, a professional beauty in those days was someone that would have articles written about them. They'd have posters. It was the beginning of subsidies of product. Lily Langtree was the face for Pears Soap, which was a huge brand in Europe at the time and in this country as well after um, when she became famous in America. And after the professional beauty thing, uh, you know, inculcated her life, she decided that she wanted to go into theater. And Lily Langtree, who was this beautiful, you know, female, very famous person, um, went and took lessons in Paris and, and got together with, with other people that owned uh, theater companies in England. And because the Prince of Wales supported her, she was able at a fairly you know, older age, you know, certainly her late 20s, I would say, uh, to become this thespian of theater and became very, very famous. Lily Langtree was hugely famous. Uh, in the 1800s. I, I think it's the mid-1800s. 1800, no, it must have been mid to late 1800s. Anyway, um, her friend, Oscar Wilde, they sort of, you know, grew together internationally. Um, of course, the famous, you know, playwright and poet and personality, Oscar Wilde. Um, he and Lily really had a wonderful friendship that lasted throughout their lives. 
and um, no one supported theater more than Oscar Wilde back in the day. And his quote, I regard the theater as the greatest of all art forms, the most immediate way in which a human being can share with another the sense of what it is to be a human being. And in some ways, that sounds really simple. But I, I, I submit that in 2023, uh, it's a lot harder today to share with another the sense of what it is to be a human being. So um, Oscar Wilde really had, had it going on, right? Most people, right? What is it, time? They say the test of time stands the test of time. He stood the test of time. His plays have, he has. And uh, that, that quote, I think, will always stand the test of time. You can always go into from that quote, what it shares to be a human being, right, to what we're facing today with AI, right? Everybody's kind of like talking about AI, artificial intelligence. And I uh, always go back to the, to the mindset, at least right now. Although tasks may be, um, and, and tasks may be completed and a very, uh, you know, f- surface understanding might be something that AI could take, take in, take over. I don't think that you will ever see an AI being a great theatrical performer. I don't think you're going to see AI be a great opera singer, right? Vocal cords are very individual and very human, right? There are so many things in the creative arts that is going to always be, I think, specifically and intensely only a human thing. Um, And AI, with all its knowledge, I don't know that it will ever be able to do that, right? Emotion is a very uh, human thing. And yeah, A plus B could equal C, but that's not always true with human emotions, right? They don't always make sense. And if, if the information going into AI can't be validated as 100%, I don't think the product will come out correct. And I don't see how you can pre-think emotion, how you can, how you can computerize that, right? So a little bit off the topic, but the point is, is that theater is innately human, and it's something that, through the sharing, will always be a human, a human thing, a human form uh, to be shared, you know, amongst the collective. Um, this this uh, article actually um, really hugely important, and I'm telling my kids this all the time as a teacher. I'm telling my kids this even when it has nothing to do with music or the arts or theater. Uh, theater flexes your brain and helps with development. So I'll go even further. I'll get out there on the limb there and, and say, if theater flexes your brain, music <laughs> makes you a strong man. <laughs> I'll go even further. Because the wonderful thing about music, and great music especially, is that it has a natural proclivity toward already having the theater in it. So it's not just a spoken word. It is a musical word. It is a, for opera, a sung word that has as its seed the theater already in it. 
And because that's true, um, flexing the brain, helping with development, there are there is probably not a long enough show that I could put on that would be able to detail for for listeners what music can bring to people. I know that's true because I've lived it, I've seen it, I've taught it, I've observed it. Um, and I think that to a large degree, theater is the same way. Flexes your brain and helps with development. Who wants... Oh, I hear my music. I don't necessarily want to go into this and then cut off the thought. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break here. And when we come back for the next segment, I want to delve a little bit more in specificity of how theater flexes your brain and helps with development because I think it's central to why we should be supporting theater and hopefully tie this up with the Pittsfield players at the end. So uh, take a break here, WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. We will be right back. Hang tight. Welcome back. Jane Cormier here, Artful Living, WKXL, New Hampshire, talkradio.com, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And if you are just joining us, we've been having a conversation, or I guess I've been having a conversation, with regard to uh, theater, the importance of theater, what it can do for us especially the arts in general, but was talking specifically about theater mostly here today and why it's important to embrace it and and support it um, in any way that we can. And in the past, uh, I've said this, you know, in the last segments that we've done, what we've done here on Art for Living, we've had a number of really good uh, student, uh, you know, uh, directors, right? People that work with young people, uh, in a theater setting, and that's been really wonderful to have those folks here. But I thought today it would be a little bit good to talk about what it can do for adults as well, right? What what does theater for adults mean? What can it do? Uh, of course, we know what it does for children, but we, you know, it's not just children that can develop and can learn. It's adults too, thank goodness, or this would be a very boring life. And uh, the last segment, we started to talk about the fact that theater flexes your brain and helps with development. Um, Really sounds kind of strange, but we were talking about this uh, project, this research project that culminated in this, you know, report and some of the things that came out of that. And one of these things was um, how theater is a brain activity that can really, really be quite uh, quite helpful and quite important for the for the lay folk. So who wants to be a passive viewer when you can be an active participant in the art in front of you? Uh, we don't mean getting up and joining the show. We mean being active with your mind. And whether you realize it or not, theater forces you to flex your creativity and imagination to suspend your disbelief throughout the performance. We know that the puppets in The Lion King are not real. We uh, see the puppeteers, and we know that the fairies in A Midsummer Night's Dream aren't really flying since we see the strings. Yet we allow the logical side of our brains to turn off for a bit as we engross ourselves in our own imaginations. 
This is unique to the experience of live theater since we expect hyper-realism in film and TV. For those who participate in the creation of theater, studies show that engagement with drama leads to more creative thinking and originality. All right, so there's a lot in that paragraph um, that this report had. And we're going to go again to the thought that we are living in a hyper-realistic, fast-paced, at-the-moment time that doesn't always uh, use a collective, right? Technology can be very individual. And even if you are watching film or TV, you're watching really in a more passive way because it's on a screen and the brain takes that in differently, right? But when you participate in the creation of something on stage, you can see the breaths. You can, you can see and judge what's happening in live time right in front of you. That engagement leads to you using a different part of your brain. And it's the same part of the brain that leads you to creatively think. All right. So I'm always telling my students, music, theater, the arts in general, use both sides of the brain. And they go and they're synapsing at the same time. So you can understand immediately, I mean, just physically, what great great things can happen with that. But also with children, important to know that the building of those synapses can actually help them learn. All right. So as funding in these community groups, um, schools even, or but, you know, community programs, community theaters continue to drop, I think we all need to emphasize whenever we can, and we all need to support whenever we can the importance of live arts and entertainment and theater for everyone, not just the kids. And the process of theater encourages what's known as divergent thinking or thinking in multiple directions. And let's face it, creation itself, creating a creating character, creating a show on a theme, built on a theme, is the process of discovery, right? Thinking on your feet, it doesn't always go right when it's live, you know. In fact, the people in the real world of professional performances will tell you that you can expect 95% of your performances to have something go on. And that 5% where you leave the, the theater going, wow, that was awesome, is 5%. So the performer needs to hone their craft so carefully that even though something might go awry 95% of the time, you're on your feet thinking and you know how to get around it. You know how to fix it. Uh, you could figure it out because you know what it means for the characters on stage that you're playing with. So you can see just being in a show what it can offer you. Now, as the observer watching that interaction, they're thinking multiple things at the same time, right? It's, it's a big art form. It's a big art form, splashy art form that allows us to use and participate with our audiences in ways that, um, you know, you would never even guess. 
So why is all this important? Why would we take up a segment of Artful Living to talk about theater? Well, I'll tell you why. Until we decide as a community that we are going to embrace and support our community programs, our community theaters, our community music schools, uh, we stand the risk of losing them. And we, do, we lose a lot more than just a, quote, theater or a school. All right. Um, I will say that Pittsfield players really, through the years, it's, it's been in existence for many, many, many decades. And being part of their last show, the Curtain Up fundraiser that they did a couple of weeks ago, really opened my eyes to, first of all, what we stand to lose, and number two, how we're going to have to fight to keep this thriving. And fight, I do mean fight, because everything's against us. Technology, culture, the, the speed with which our society is running, all runs against the arts. It stands against everything that the arts stand for. Arts don't happen quickly. They take time. They cost money, right? And they, they need involvement with people together in a large format. None of that is easy, especially today. So on October 7th, we're going to have auditions at Pittsfield Players for a very Pittsfield Christmas show, right? And I'm hoping that a lot of kids will come out for that performance. I'm hoping that a lot of adults will come out for that performance. Number one, because Christmas is a great time of year. Number two, because this is my way as someone who has been able to enjoy all of the wonderful benefits of theater and music. And to be able to share that with others, hopefully for them to grow in their own world and to help cultivate it from their viewpoint out and onward. Right. If we don't have places to share that, what are we going to do? We're going to lose it. We're, and are we willing to do that? I'm not. I'm not. I'm 63. I don't know when I'll retire. Um, I've tried it a couple of times. It's, it's not easy. Um, but I'm going to stay active as I can. And if it's only for two people in a theater group that gets it, then it's for those two people in the theater group that gets it. Fortunately, usually when you know what you're doing, the audience always gets it. Nearly always the audience understands that uh, desire, right? That desire to bring something good and balanced and disciplined forward. I, I don't think I've ever been involved in anything where that has not been true, whether it was our production, my production, or performing in someone else's production. That has always been the truth. So on October 7th, come out, 9 to 11, the Scenic Theater, Pittsfield Players, and come and participate in this wonderful Christmas event. And maybe after you've participated in the event, you will become a member of the theater community abroad. I'm not saying necessarily Pittsfield players, but of the, you know, the state community world of theater or music or whatever it might be. 
so that you can lend your perspective and your energy and your experience to saving this this art form, to saving theater, for saving musical theater, um, even opera. We will be putting on an opera in the summer at Pittsville Players. So shh, don't tell anyone yet. All right, so uh, that's our segment for today. Thank you for joining us here on Art for Living. Jane Cormier, your host, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. You guys have a great day out there, and we will see you next time.